What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you hot on this Monday night with a little series we're going to start here as I start to bring guests on uh, to the show little by little, uh, just because I know you guys have heard me ramble on for about, I don't know, what are we at, 63, 64 episodes at this point. Um, And I'm happy to do it and answer questions, and I have a ton of stuff to talk about because uh, basically this is my life and this is what I do, and uh, it's things that come up every single day in our gym and online and just through my travels throughout the world with friends and family and everything in between. But uh, what I will do is uh, I'm doing some traveling uh, here shortly uh, for a couple of little fitness events we have before we go... uh, on some uh, kind of our bigger personal trips, which all are connected to fitness and business as well. But uh, I'm going to get together some of my favorite people in fitness. Uh, starting off this weekend, we'll add somebody to the podcast. I'm not going to drop who it is yet. You guys will be able to see it on IG and everything in between before we launch it. But uh, I'm going to go through just a little bit different in terms of podcasts. And a lot of people do like these long interviews and they get super deep uh, into things. What I'm going to do is a 21-question series. And I figured I would start out with myself first. Um, and answer them for you guys if you're interested to know you know, my personal take on a couple of these things or just some maybe quote-unquote personal things about myself. Not that I don't share my life with you guys, but I don't get you know, super deep into the layers of it. One, uh, because my life has not always been and it isn't always at this point even like you know, a crystal fucking staircase of just amazing things that happen. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. A lot of shitty things do go on. Uh, I typically don't share that, not because I... Uh, either you know don't want to or ashamed or embarrassed of it but I just don't want to drag you guys down because I typically know you have enough shit in your life why do you need to hear my stuff it's the same reason I don't watch the news because it's depressing as fuck that's why I tend to watch things that put me in a good mood and make me happy Uh, that's why I never understand how people can sit there and watch lifetime movies uh, about abuse and all these sad horrible stories it's just I don't understand I like to watch things and listen to things that lift me up and so that's what I try to do on this podcast for you guys while digging into the real stuff in between so with that said uh, this is called. Uh, this series will be called Twenty One Questions with Jeremy, or Twenty One Questions with X, or Twenty One Questions with Y. Whoever we do bring on the podcast, and we'll dig into that. And there's people you guys want to hear from. Hey, can you talk to this fitness person or this fitness person? Uh, if I know them personally and I can make it happen, uh, I definitely will for you guys. If it provides you value and you think it would be fun to uh, to hear their take on it, but I promise you, the people I bring on are people you guys probably already follow. Uh, and listen to and, uh, and maybe look up to or you're part of one of their programs. And if not, um, I'll give you guys uh, a, a deep, deep intro into them. So without further delay, you guys, 21 questions with Jeremy. So question number one is the worst workout that I've ever done. Uh, the worst workout is really tough to say. Um, I guess in recent memory, uh, the worst thing I've done was like the, the mini triathlon sprint, uh, which is just a five-minute workout. I talked about this before on some of the worst workouts I've ever done. Uh, but it's five minutes or less is the goal. In our gym, actually, we set the bar for six minutes for men, eight minutes for female. Um, and I think I've had one female make it so far. That's how rough this is. But uh, I went through this. Five minutes or less is like the elite level. And it's uh, 50 cows in the assault bike. It is a 500-meter ski and a 500-meter row in five minutes or less, including transition time and everything. So start the clock, let five minutes run, and that's what you have to get done. I got it done in four minutes and 57 seconds and, again, felt like complete shit and lay on the ground in the fetal position for about 20 minutes. Uh, The biggest key to that workout, you guys, is the assault bike. You have to be able to do the assault bike in probably less than a minute and 45 seconds for the 50 cals and then transition super quick. The bike is kind of the make or break point uh, of that workout. So that would be, in recent memory, one of the worst ones I've ever done. Number two, um, if I finish this 
podcasts and step outside and find a lottery ticket and end up winning $50 million, what would I do with it? Um, honestly, you guys, I don't know if my life would be that different other than um, we we own the building that we're in uh, for Jeremy Scott Fitness. I probably would pay the mortgage off on that for sure. Um, anything else, I probably would upgrade a few things if I had $50 million bucks, which is a substantial amount of money. I pro- You know what? I, I might still drive my 2008 Honda Accord uh, just to bother my wife enough because she would want me to get like a truck or something at least like, you know, a little bit nicer. But I would probably do it because that's just the kind of fucking dude I am and that's how I roll. Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, I would probably buy a, we'd probably buy a home in like in Hawaii uh, just to have it and visit. I would still want to live here and, and work here and, and do part of this because I love this life and I love what I do. But having like a little vacation spot in Maui or Kauai would probably be on our bucket list. And other than that, honestly, man, I would just go to like all the cool dope shit. I would take my friends to the Final Four or the NBA Finals and the Super Bowl and like just get the dopest tickets and just do really cool stuff with people that I enjoy. Really how I do my life now, just on a grander scale. And I would fund it all because I would have, you know, essentially how I would invest it and live off it endless money, at least for the way I live my life and how I would do it. So that would probably be the biggest thing uh, I would do if I had 50 million bucks uh, today. Uh, Number three, what is the greatest album of all time? Now, this is a tough one. Uh, We've talked about this before. My best friend and I said, if you're stranded on a desert island, what what CD or what album would you want to have with you? If that was the only one you could have. Now, I, to me, that's a different question than what's the greatest album of all time. So the greatest album of all time, to me, is Tupac, All Eyes on Me, the double disc. Because A, it is two discs, which is all in one album. And it is a pretty dope from first song to last song through both discs. I think it is pretty amazing. So to me, I would say Tupac, All Eyes on Me, the double disc is pretty dope. And also, if I was trained on Desert Island, and I know this is going to be like a Dark Horse one for some of you guys rkellytp2.com is an amazing album just for the fact that you can go from you know i wish to fiesta to best sex i've ever had he kind of covers the spectrum um and it's r kelly bro i mean it's just as weird as he is it's just it's a dope album but anyways i digress uh all eyes on me would probably have to be my my top pick all time number four in and out burger or five guys uh this is a tough one um but if you guys were on the west coast for sure uh if we're talking like with the bun and everything, I'm probably going to go with In-N-Out Burger, although Five Guys does have just their Cajun fries are pretty sick. But if push came to shove, I probably would go In-N-Out Burger, even though it is very close for me. Uh, number five, what were you like in high school? Uh, for the people who know me or been with me, uh, p- pretty similar. Uh, I didn't talk a lot. Uh, very introverted, very quiet. Probably more of an asshole uh, than I am now, especially. Didn't have as much gratitude in my life or perspective as I do. I think that comes with age and fucking up and uh, going through a bunch of shit. But uh, for the most part, uh, just the same dude. Uh, I really, I feel like I'm the same. Uh, like the same kind of music, like the same kind of stuff. And I, I'm lucky enough to be able to turn, you know, the things I loved in high school into a career and into a passion. So I would say I'm, I'm a nicer, kinder, you know, more mindful human now. But for the most part... Uh, just the same dude, you know, driving to school in a Chevy Corsica, banging, you know, Tupac nonstop, playing basketball and just living the life. Uh, number six, all-time favorite TV series. This is a tough one, but I would have to say The Office, just for the fact that I've watched it more than any other series alone. I fall asleep to it most nights. It's just, it's funny, it's humorous, um, and every time you watch it, you find something a, a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, different uh, each time you watch Number seven, worst job I've ever had. Um, pretty much every job I've ever had other than this, I, I didn't really like and I sucked at it. 
Um, but I did for a summer one time sell these things called sturdy steps. It's basically like a like an outbound cold calling job where you're calling like uh, local mom and pop motor shops and like uh, auto repair shops and you're selling these things called sturdy steps and basically sturdy steps are the steps that like a mechanic would use to get up onto a big truck um, that they have their tools with them right there and they use the step and we basically try to cold sell them these steps and then ship them to them and hopefully they keep them so we can get a couple bucks of commission. Uh, that was a pretty shitty job. And that was at a time in my life when I was really lazy and didn't want to do anything. So, uh, you know, calling people, getting hung up on and, and told you're a loser for calling them is not the funnest thing. So anybody who's a telemarketer does like outbound cold sales calls, uh, I respect you, man, because that is a shitty job. And I do, I did not love it and I would not want to do it now. Uh, that would probably be one of the worst jobs I've ever worked. Uh, number eight, what inspires me to live this fitness life? Uh, honestly, uh, I've talked about this before, you guys. It's just a gift uh, and it's a blessing that I have that I am this healthy and I and I can move and I can think this way and I can live this life and you know by some you know freak thing if I can inspire you guys or motivate you guys or or put your brain into a different you know lane to think about your body and the gift that it is that's kind of what does it um, because I do feel I don't want to say obligated at this point but I feel like it is you know kind of my calling and my gift why else would I be stuck in this body um, that can move this way and is is this strong and is this fast and can can do all these amazing things why else would I be have been given this gift just to sit at a fucking desk and waste it so I feel like what inspires me is just the gift that I have to relay it to other people and I try to lead from the front I really do I try to lead by example I'm not I don't teach theory in our facility I don't teach theory online I I teach what I practice, and that's what I do. I kind of practice what I preach, and I live it 24-7, 365. I never turn it off. It's not just part of who I am. It is who I am, and uh, that's what keeps me going. Number nine, biggest fitness mistakes I've made when starting out. Uh, in terms of training, uh, it's got to be uh, the nutrition stuff, uh, especially like early on in college and the early years. Either A, I didn't know enough and I would make shitty choices thinking they were good choices, or I would go completely the other way and think that everything had to be plain ground turkey and brown fucking rice, which like, you know, even when I had that kind of transition year from, you know, college to the real world, my dad would come home and he would make it for me. And he's like, you're really going to eat this shit? And, uh, and I would, I'd log it uh, on, uh, you know, pen and paper before my fitness pal. But uh, that was probably my biggest mistake early was not putting enough time, effort and energy into the nutrition part of it, understanding the power that food has, not just on your physique, but on your internal body and your internal health and how it makes you feel and how it helps you go to the bathroom and process everything. It's just a, the power that food has, you guys, it has a power to heal your body and create something that nothing else can do. Um, Literally, it's your greatest. Uh, it's your greatest gift. Uh, number where am I at? Number ten, uh, greatest hip hop artist of all time, Tupac, hands down. It's not even close. Don't even message me. Well, I'll say this: uh, there's a few. If I'd Mount Rushmore, there'd be a handful of people, but it, it's got to be Pac, dude. Um, he's just it. Um, he covers all spectrums. Uh, every time I listen to it, it just puts me in a, a certain kind of mood. And uh, Tupac is the greatest of all time, uh, hands down by far. Number eleven. Uh, top three supplements I would advise people to take. Uh, no particular order here. If you can only take three, I would tell you guys to pick up uh, powder greens for sure. Ones that are like super nutrient dense. Uh, next one would probably be fish oils. And then three would be a probiotic. That would have to be my top three. Those are the health supplements. If you're talking performance, it would be something else. But if you're talking just optimal health in your life and you only have money to buy three things, I would buy powder greens. I would go with fish oils, like quality or krill oil, like a quality omega supplement. 
and uh, most definitely probiotics as well because I think gut health is, is vitally important and gut health has saved my life and, uh, and changed the way I live it and, and what I'm able to do every single day. Number 12, advice I would give to my 18-year-old self today. <sighs> Man, um, just be patient. Uh, you know, just weather the storms, dude. Um, you're 18. You don't know shit. You don't have the world figured out. You're going to be so awesome. Uh, 10 years from now, uh, you, you will figure out so many things along the way and it's going to take you fucking up and being dumb in order to do it, but just be patient and know if you're willing to put in the work, awesome things will happen to you. Um, and that's what I would say is, Hey man, I know you feel lost and, uh, you know, kind of rock bottom at this point. You don't know where you're going with your life and you don't feel like you have things figured out, but you're going to be a lot smarter, you know, 10, 11, 12 years than you are right now to my 18 year old self, man, just be patient and, you know, work your ass off and good things will happen to you. Even when it looks like they never will and your world's, you know, going to shit, uh, there is, uh, you know, I guess sunshine, uh, after the rain, if you will. Number 13, best exercise people should be doing, but they aren't. Um, honestly, for a lot of you guys, hopefully you're doing the things that I would want you to do, but I would say practicing your mobility is probably one of the biggest ones. Going through a proper mobility flow every single day, it matters uh, because your strength is going to leave you at some point. Your endurance will probably leave you at some point, but your mobility hopefully is something that you can hang on to almost forever. And the, the crazy thing is, is like when you actually practice mo- your mobility, when you can get into bigger ranges of motion, you can create, you know, you can get into deeper postures. Uh, you can work more muscle tissue, which is actually, I guess, in the long term, more hypertrophy, which means you actually will be stronger and make more muscle gains. So uh, when you have limited ranges of motion, you can't get into postures, you can't do certain lifts, you can't, you know, reach your full potential. So uh, that's probably one, you know, corrective exercise would be, I guess, the best exercise you aren't doing. I could go with a million things like split squats and, and, and deadlifts and shit like that. But uh, I think for a lot of you guys, mobility uh, is the key. Uh, number 14, if this fitness thing doesn't work out, what's your backup plan? Uh, I literally, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to get a guest on this podcast and he's going to take uh, a comical approach to this. So I'm going to try to keep it serious. Uh, but there is no backup plan for me for this. This is it. Um, if this doesn't work out, I'll, I'll change lanes and I'll adapt and I'll do something entrepreneurial or uh, I would like to still be in the health and in uh, wellness industry. But if I fail and I fuck up on this after all this time, uh, I really don't have a backup plan. I kind of went all in on this. Um, I kind of put all my eggs into this basket and just uh, I wish for the best when I left corporate America. And it's worked out, you know, over 10 years ever since then. It was either this or uh, apply for the real world. So uh, <laughs> luckily, uh, the fitness thing uh, kind of worked out for me. Number 15, best vacation spot I have ever visited. Uh, I've been I've been very fortunate, you guys, and blessed in my life to, to see a lot of really cool places and, and uh, you know, through uh, really hard fucking work and planning and preparation and my wife uh, being the gangster that she is in the hotel industry and, uh, and planning our trips and, and pushing me to go places that I probably would never see. Um, to me, probably the best vacation spot was probably Italy. Uh, we did a trip to Rome and uh, uh, Sorrento to the Amalfi Coast, Capri, uh, kind of all the way down uh, the Amalfi there. Uh, that was pretty amazing. I, if you guys have ever been to the Amalfi Coast, you know what I'm talking about. It's like there's, it's like no place on earth. Uh, that has probably been my favorite. I could go to, I mean, we've been to places like Bora Bora and Barcelona and, and everywhere you can name, but uh, I would say the Amalfi Coast is great. And I think Rome is cool and not to, you don't have to spend a lot of time there, but uh, just to see the Colosseum 
and walk around it. Um, even whether you're religious or not, going to the Vatican and taking a tour of the Vatican, just to seeing it in the history there, uh, standing in the Sistine Chapel um, and just seeing the, you know, the amazement uh, for what it is that, that some dude created this shit uh, on a ceiling is, uh, it's pretty epic. And then obviously, uh, if you ever get to go to Amalfi, dude, it's uh, it's one of a kind. Uh, very, very cool, and I'm very blessed and fortunate to be there. And man, uh, the pizza, uh, oh, un unbelievable! The pizza you can get there. Uh, number sixteen, who is your all-time favorite superhero? Uh, Batman, uh, hands down, has been my whole life. There's never been even a close number two. Batman is what it's been. Uh, the only movie my dad's ever taken me to was the original Batman uh, with Michael Keaton. Uh, and actually, like as a kid, he would watch the Adam West version of Batman, so I kind of grew up on that as well. And then obviously, uh, I have a ridiculous man crush on uh, Christian Bale. Uh, ever even even before the American Psycho days, when he got the Dark Knight, uh, you know. Batman, it just it sealed the deal if there was ever any room for anything else. So Batman would have to be it, uh, hands down. Uh, and because he's he's a superhero with no superpowers. His superpower is he's a billionaire. And he just, he trained. He's like the ultimate athlete. He's just a badass. So uh, that's why I go Batman. Uh, number 17, pickup game. First pick. You get LeBron or you get Jordan. Who do you go with? And for me, it's Jordan, hands down. Um, I think LeBron is great. Not knocking him. They're not even really... You know, comparable people, two different kinds of players. LeBron is a freak. I think he's amazing. Top five all time, most definitely. But uh, Jordan, for me, is, is the GOAT. And he, and he probably always will be unless something else comes along because I grew up on him. And, and when I watched him play, I always got the feeling that the Bulls would win. Like, no matter what, I always just thought they would win. And Jordan was a killer, dude. Um, he's just a straight-up killer, man. Like, he'll do anything to win. He's fucking ruthless. He doesn't give a shit. And I just respect the hell out of him for it. Uh, and I grew up watching him. I mean, that's my thing. And so if you're under the age of 30 and you DM me, oh, LeBron would crush Jordan and this and this and this, you don't know. You, you never watched it. You didn't want you – you can pull up the stats too and, and you can, guys can go numbers and that's fine. But you have to almost see it sometimes. And, again, I never grew up. I never saw Wilt – uh, you know, play. I never saw Bill Russell play, and there's people who are from that school, and I get it, and I can't knock your opinion, but I grew up on Mike, and uh, you know, everybody wanted to be like Mike, including me. I would sit in my driveway for hours, dude, just practicing, you know, layups like Jordan, you know, trying to practice the fadeaway like Jordan, even though you can never perfect it. I mean, Kobe is as close as we've seen, but uh, you know, lowering the rim down, you know, when you're a 12 year old kid to like seven feet, and you're just you pretending you're Jordan, and you stick your tongue out all day long. And I wore 23, you know, all the way through middle school and high school because I just wanted to be like Jordan so much. And I can't, I can remember when I got my first pair of Jordans because we're broke as fuck, you guys. Um, and for my parents to give me a pair of Jordans, dude, is like one of the the biggest things in the world. And even though it doesn't make you run faster or jump higher. It's just the the confidence it gave a kid like me just to rock Jays was uh, pretty unbelievable. So Jordan will always uh, you know be my sentimental uh, favorite. And dude, he's just pull up some Jordan YouTube highlights or go you know watch Comply with me one time. It'll ch it'll change your life. Uh, and just watch this dude. Just uh, I always said like you know I, I don't get starstruck. I don't give a shit about celebrities and reality because we're all just normal people. We all take a shit. Uh, we all get anxiety. We all have issues and problems. And I don't really care about famous people. But uh, I would watch Michael Jordan do simple shit like Moa's lawn. I'd watch Michael Jordan order Chipotle because I would be that amazed by it because that's how in awe uh, of him I was as a kid. But short of that, anybody else uh, really could care less. Uh, number 19, or excuse me, number 18. Uh, do you ever take a day off from training? Uh, I don't, actually, you guys. I do something every single day uh, physically. Uh, most definitely, even if it's just simple mobility and foam rolling, I like to get a sweat every day if I can. There's been times where we do long stuff. If it's, uh, 
you know, a play in the Nocturne or maybe we went on a, on a five, you know, six hour hike that was really grueling and taxing or something that was longer duration where I don't crush it the next day, but I always like to foam roll, go for mobility, go for a walk, go for a hike, play basketball, shoot around, go bowling, do something fun, physical. Uh, but 99% of the time it's actually in the gym putting in a session just because I, it makes me feel good. Uh, it's my stress relief. It's, uh, it's just, it's who I am and it's just what I do at this point. And I learn a lot and I practice a lot of things for you guys and for our people. And it's, uh, it's my, you know, I guess kind of on the job training, uh, if you will. Number 19, favorite cheat meal um this is a tough one uh if i'm here in scottsdale there's a place called roaring fork i believe there's actually one in austin texas as well and they have this thing called the big ass burger it is the greatest burger on earth it is absolutely amazing i love it uh some pretty dope french fries that come with it too but the burger is to die for they actually have the best mexican street corn there as well it's better than any other place in scottsdale and phoenix i don't care if you go to the mission roaring forks is better um it's just, it's just the reality of it. Um, also, if I go there, I usually, and again, you guys, I don't drink diet soda hardly ever, but they do have crispy. And when you talk about like the bite, they have crispy diet Coke. Um, and it's just, it's, it's one of my faves uh, for sure. And if I go to my own hometown, there's a place called uh, Rocco's Pizza. Um, it's pretty ghetto, but uh, the pizza is amazing. And there's this place called Blado's Donuts. It's actually like the best donut shop in all of Minnesota. Um, and it's, it's a little city where I grew up in and uh, they don't have prices on anything. Um, they, uh, they're really not very organized and it's dirt cheap, but man, the donuts are like the greatest donuts on earth. And so that would probably be my like kind of, that was my combo. If I could kind of combine all those in, in one, um, I would eat that and feel like shit, but it would be totally worth it because that's like, uh, that's like my ultimate drugs, I guess, if you will, right there. Number 20, uh, greatest movie of all time. Man, this there's a lot of them, but to me, probably my favorite movie of all time was probably American Psycho with uh, Christian Bale. Um, if you guys have never watched it, uh, check it out. Patrick Bateman is a character all in itself. It's so many layers to it, uh, and so many levels. It's just, uh, it's not, it's not only just comical and uh, entertaining, but it's an intellectual watch as well. And um, there's a ton of movies, dude, you guys that I love that I've seen a, a trillion times, like Training Day, uh, 300, uh, you know, Shawshank Redemption, I think for a lot of you guys, Godfather, Scarface, Casino, you name it. Uh, he Got Game. I, there's a ton of movies that I do love, but uh, I would say American Psycho, probably, uh, you know, one of my faves. And then uh, question 21, the number one thing you would tell novice people out there, you know, who are starting out training. Uh, for you guys out there, if you're looking to really make a, a total transformation, um, you have to master the mental aspect of it just as much as the physical. And I really believe that. Um, you have to prioritize your training of what you want to get out of it. And what I ask people to do is when you're doing anything, is the juice worth the squeeze? And I think this is a lesson for life, not just fitness in general. But when I say that is like when you when you meet somebody who they make $80,000 a year and uh, they want to live in a house that costs $800,000. And I'm not going to tell you guys how to spend your money and what to do, but is the juice worth the squeeze, bro? in terms of that is that dream house really worth it is it worth the interest you're going to pay is it worth the stress you're going to have and the anxiety of not just the payments uh but the insurance and the upkeep and is it going to be worth it for you 22 years from now when you're still paying down a 30-year mortgage i think it's the same thing for fitness is having abs 365 days a year worth it to you guys is it worth giving up most happy hours is it worth tracking your macros every single day is it worth you always planning your meals is it worth you always being mindful is it worth you training even when you're tired and getting in the cardio and getting in maybe it is um, i don't know but my number one advice for you guys starting out is ask yourself what your goals really are and is the juice worth the squeeze are you willing to give up what you have to give up to get your goals and once you get those goals what will it do for you 
Is it, you know, to make you happy? Is it to solidify something? Is it to give you some sort of validation to make you feel good about yourself? What are you doing it for? And it can't just be for the end goal. You have to enjoy the journey of it. That's why I ask you, is the juice worth the squeeze? And people are like, well, Jeremy, you don't eat a lot of shit. You don't drink a lot. I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel like I need to. Now, there's certain times, you guys, where I'd like to, to jump into stuff. This past weekend, my wife was lucky enough for, for you know, nice enough to throw me a uh, like a birthday celebration at one of the resorts here in Scottsdale with a bunch of our friends, and it was super cool, and it was awesome. Uh, and I have a men's health project coming up here in two days, and I have to look, uh, you know, crispy, if you will, uh, for it. And so I couldn't drink 10 prickly pear margaritas uh, and eat a bunch of chips and french fries and pizza and shit like I normally do on my birthday. I had a, I have to delay that gratification you know, till Wednesday night here when I kind of go a little bit crazy because I've been uh, I've been on the grind and I want to enjoy some things. And so to me, that's worth it because this is my job and this is my life and this is what I do. And I understand that these opportunities aren't going to come to me forever. Uh, one day I'll be 46 and I'll have no hair and I'll look just like Bruce Willis. I'll be more shredded than Bruce. No, no offense to you, B-Dub. But uh, that will be my life. And these guys probably won't call me anymore. And they probably won't want to use me for these videos and these campaigns because I'll be, you know, I'll be a, a jacked and bald Bruce Willis version. Or maybe they will. I don't know. But the way I look at it is that all these opportunities won't come to me. So if I live, you know, if I died in between then, you know, I lived a pretty epic life. But if I do live long enough to be that guy, um, I can enjoy the pizza and the stuff at that point. But I can delay the gratification because to me, the juice is worth the squeeze. Not only monetary-wise, money-wise, but legacy-wise, opportunity-wise, and business-wise. That's why I ask you guys, get yourself mentally prepared for your fitness journey and ask yourself what you want to get out of not just your training, but your eating, but the overall experience. And uh, that's how I would approach it. Mentally get your mind right first and the physical body, uh, both internally and externally, will follow. So that was my 21 question series, you guys, for me. I'm going to bring on a bunch of fun fitness friends that I have here that will be probably much more comical and uh, more entertaining because we'll do a, you know, a kind of back and forth here, if you will, and we'll share some personal stories and have fun with it. But that's my 21 questions with me, just some personal stuff about me, uh, my personality-wise, fitness-wise, and everything wrapped up in between. So anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, hit me up, let me know. I got a bunch more stuff in the queue, and I'll get a bunch of fun people on here. Uh, and if you guys enjoy digging it, hopefully, if nothing else, it's educational and, and maybe in between a little bit entertaining. So if you guys dig the podcast and you're on iTunes, drop us a five-star, leave me a comment. I'd love to hear it. Uh, but again, if you want to hear something, just hit me up and shoot me a DM or, uh, or comment on it. I'm happy to, uh, if I can speak on it to you guys with any, sort of, well, excuse me, with any sort of intelligence whatsoever, I'll happily do it. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.